Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah? 8.30 on a oh, Monday. Yeah? We're in. You ever had anybody ask you that? It's me. Uh, I had uh, somebody ask me once to bend over and spell R-U-N, spell I run. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I, just, I just meant during the coitus. Have you ever had anybody just be like, are you in? Uh, No. I think I, I need uh, that, <laughs> that, that would be terrible. Are you speaking You're from like, experience, John? <laughs> you cavernous motherfucker. I would get up and leave. Hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> Man, we went off the rails like within the first five seconds of this bitch. What yeah, the hell's we'll going on? <laughs> we're excited. It's, it's Monday. We're excited. It's Monday. It. It's 832. <laughs> Welcome to Just Got Off Podcast, episode two. I'm here with Big John Steed. What's up? What's up? I'm producer Dano. I had a shitty weekend, dude. <laughs> Mine was great. So, well, so we got the, we got the good news, bad news already starting out. Good news, bad news. You know. Yeah. So I guess you uh, go ahead and share yours. I don't. <laughs> well, uh, when somebody who doesn't normally ask for help calls and asks for help, I'm one of those people that I step up and help him. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. I knew my buddy was in trouble. He we had to go move some stuff out of an apartment for him this weekend. He had to be out by today. Uh, so I woke up at like 6.30 Saturday morning, drove an hour north, loaded up a box truck full of furniture and shit. Then I actually had to go to work after that. So I went and worked a few hours at work, get home. The old lady's doing laundry. Washing machine breaks. I get all pissed off. I go down to Lowe's, get a new washing machine, put it in the house. Everything's all hunky-dory. Sitting around watching the the, the NASCAR clash this weekend, uh, which is kind of cool because I like short track stuff and beating and banging. I'm laying on the couch about half falling asleep and all I hear is pop, 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 And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? It's that brand new $800 washing machine. Is literally just cock wobbled and beat to shit already. Literally, like, first load of laundry. So I get home tonight. I spend an hour and a half trying to level it out. It's still cock-wobbled. I'm still pissed. You just can't buy anything worth the value anymore, John. You just can't. <laughs> I'm just so mad about it, dude. <laughs> you are. You're still steaming about it. You told me earlier you had to mess with it again tonight, too. Yeah, I had to mess with it again tonight. It's like, God dang it, man. Like, I mean... No, so I'll, oh, I'll be yeah. taking I'll be taking that thing back tomorrow and getting a new one and hopefully that one works out. But it's just a it's just a concept, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you it, like, yeah, you told me what the whole the pair cost. Yeah, if you pay something, you pay that kind of money. You we want it to be right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you I go I go buy an eight hundred dollar guitar. The damn thing's gonna you know play Van Halen on its own. You know, it's just is that how that works? This whole time, dude, I've always wanted to play guitar. Yeah, I mean That's how that works. Yeah, yeah. I'll I mean, have to, just I'll buy, have to get you a permission go... slip signed by the wife to see if that'll happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's gonna go over well, but, but yeah, uh, you buy you buy a hundred dollar guitar from a pawn shop, it's gonna play. It, you know, 
fade to black in, in the most out-of-tune sorts, I bet. No fucking clue what that is, dude. <laughs> Metallica? Fade to black? No, no. no. Look at me, dude. Drop D. Chugga, chugga, chugga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so my weekend was pretty good. Uh, good finally got a Saturday off. I haven't had a Saturday off in a little while. Of course, some of those were voluntary Saturdays, but there was some of them that were forced, but... Uh, I finally told Karina, I said, I'm not working this Saturday. If they put that sign-up sheet out there, I'm not signing it. And I did. Piss on so, But uh, we got, I got up uh, early Saturday, and we got going. Um, my parents watched the uh, daughter, and then the son went to, was it his dad's? So we just went on down to Kentucky. Went down to Florence, Kentucky, and did our thing. Did three escape rooms and had a three. good lunch. Oh, yeah, we went to Cheddar's, ate some lunch, and, man, I don't know what it is, but we really didn't, like, I guess it was pretty carby stuff, but, man, when we got done at Cheddar's, we are like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. Like, we were ready to find a cot <laughs> or something and go take a nap. I mean, we were, it puts you down. But, yeah, we did three rooms back to back to back. We did, wow. uh, yeah, we did one called uh, Cabin in the Woods, and then the next one was called The Attic, and then we did uh, the last one. Shit, what was the last one? Oh, uh, The Wild West. Wild West. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Well, it, what was, it, the, it what was the name had... of these escape rooms so we can make sure to get these What's people? That? What's the na- what was the name of the escape room place? Sherlock's. Sherlock Escape Room, uh, I yes. do believe is what it is. They've got, they've got a place there in uh, Florence, and then... I don't remember what the other one's called. It's like Springwater or something. Uh, it's right, right near. Go. It's yep. pretty close. But uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. They were the attic was probably our favorite one. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. So Check out the kind of their website Sunday. in the chat here real quick. And hey, and hey, bam! <laughs> there you go. Look at that. Yeah, go check them out. I mean, for us, if you're local around here, it's only like an hour and I think it was an hour and fifteen minutes to get there. I think Florence so. is about Florence is about three and a half hours for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good haul for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's get this thing started. Let's get going. Let's, okay, let's you're get up going. on the first so, topics. What do you got? I'm, uh, I'm up on the. I don't even remember, John. What was I even doing? Oh, they're right here on my screen because I'm stupid. Uh, actually, you're up on the first slot with, oh, uh, w- yeah, would you rather, Ooh, in quotations, okay. would you rather? So I got three of them. So we'll kind of hit on these. We could speak a little bit about each one of them. Um, which would you rather do? Would you rather find a $100 bill floating in a public toilet? And you have to pick it up. Or find a $20 bill in your own pocket. So, theoretically, I'm standing in the stall, getting ready to let the demons out. Look down, there's a $100 bill. Fresh, crisp. Fresh, crispy, just just printed. Yep. No joke. Now, let me ask you this. Is there urine in the toilet, or is it like freshly flushed, guy gets up, falls out of his pocket? You paint your own scenario. Okay. I don't give a fuck what's in there. I'm grabbing that $100. I'm taking that $100, too. (laughs) Cause you know what, I'm going right immediately to the sink, and I'm getting that some bitch full of soap and water, and yeah. I mean I gotta wash my hands anyway, right? I mean, you know, bathroom etiquette one hundred one here. Wash your goddamn hands, people. If COVID didn't bucks, teach us anything, wash your hands. Hundred bucks. I'm still gonna be bucks. pumped to find twenty bucks in my own pocket, but still, I mean, I'm I'm grabbing that hundred bucks. 
I put on my big winter jacket uh, finally for the first time probably about a week after Christmas. And I found $7 in the chest pocket. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to get two slices of mall pizza and a Coke, man. Like, I'm, I don't I'm ever out of carry here. cash. I think, I think that's the <laughs> biggest depression for me is I don't ever find money in my pockets. Cause, see, and my theory with that is there's not enough honest people in this world anymore to – that if I lose my wallet and I have cash in there, I'm not getting that back. I might get right. my wallet back. They may give me my cards, my ID, stuff like that. Not getting the cash back. They're gonna be like, "Hey, man, I just found it with no cash." You probably I've only had, it, but, but yeah, see, I've only had two freak out. I can, I can easily just call my bank, and say, "Hey, like, I lost my wallet. I need to can't. I need to close my cards. I can just hop on the app and just can't cancel all the cards, lock them up, and my money's still safe in my account." So right. yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, with modern technology, you know, tap to pay and things like that, and Google Pay. Like, what's the point? Like, why, why are we even yeah. still printing money? You know what I mean? Like. Nobody's really stuffing it underneath their mattress because, I mean, you know, 80,000 new IRS agents are going to get their cut. You know, hey, whatever. Yeah. My great-grandma and grandpa were big into, like, hiding cash. I bet you when they tore that farm down after they both had passed away that there was – I would be willing to bet there was tens of thousands of dollars that was buried and really? yeah on that farm yeah it was crazy yeah, yeah now, what about those like tiktok videos barn. you see now you just know? put all kinds of shit in coffee cans and like he he used to be a trucker and you know back then they didn't have like credit cards or nothing i mean you, you had to carry cash that way if you broke down the side of the road you can get your shit yeah. fixed and get home and yeah he had like a little envelope that was attached to a string draped down behind the radio and yeah they after he passed away they pulled it up and yeah hundreds huh. of dollar bills in there just wow hundred dollar bills just yeah it was crazy so yeah, i've never yeah, been okay. fortunate enough to like have anything cool like that happen you know like oh yeah i mean and it all got split up i mean that it, it all got put into one big pile as we continued to find his stockpile and then divided up between the kids after they passed so um, yeah, so here's the next one. Would you rather buy all used underwear or all used toothbrushes? You know, I'm going to have to go with I'm going to have to go with toothbrushes. Nope. For the same for the same fact of the the toothpaste and the water. I'm going to trust that that's going to like cleanse, you know. Nope. Nope. Really? <laughs> nope. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking oxy cleaning the shit out of them underwear. There is no way, dude. You wake up every morning, you got that nasty ass taste in your mouth. Nasty. Not a chance. Not a chance am I ever putting a used toothbrush other than my own in my mouth. Hmm. No way. You know no I mean? way. I'm going to come home and I'm going to wash the shit out with whiskey anyway, so. <laughs> Anything, anything care. in there is it's gonna die, thought, man. It's that thought. I gag enough on a clean toothbrush, not let alone a dirty one from somebody else. Damn. No, no fucking way. Well, keep peeing out of your mouth, and you won't gag. Well, much. Dude, that's how I know <laughs> that I, that I couldn't, I couldn't be gay or anything, because I can't even brush my teeth without gagging. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I, gag I told you I was gonna be the devil's advocate tonight. I'm just that's in a piss poor mood. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. fine. 
I got it. Uh, so let's go to this third one. We'll keep on moving here. Uh, so would you rather end every phone call that you make with I love you, doesn't matter who it is, or accidentally call your partner the wrong name during fight or coitus? And uh, for people matter. who are fight, not educated, fight, fight or sexual relations. coitus is the... the... <laughs> The pew, pew, pew. The pew, 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 the brown chicken, brown cow. The sexual intercourse for those not uh, not educated enough to know or never watch the Big Bang. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to, I'm going to end every phone call with I love you no matter who it is. Yeah, yeah. If anybody uh, be, just because I kind of do that anyway. Yeah, if anybody that knows my wife that knows that I would never be safe. If I oh, ever, they, if here's I the thing. There, there is no option of situation. being safe. That happens to me. I am instant dead. I think a fight you could get away with it. A fight, a fight yeah. You could get but, away with it. Yeah. Not during the coitus. No, yeah. sir. Yeah, you're you're, you're losing you're your life. Man. Yeah. And everything that you have and care for, you won't be able to tell anybody that you love them anymore. So. Yeah. Because you will cease to exist. In, in, in my house, I don't exist anymore that that happens. I'm <laughs> <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, so Get to the I pearly gates. What happened free. to you? Um, called my girlfriend my ex-wife's name during sexual intercourse. Oh, that explains a lot. Okay, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bad deal. Not a good time. I was thinking about this the other day, John. Oh no. We were, we were talking before we launched this before we launched this podcast. I was thinking about like statistics and things like that. Like when you die and you get to heaven and you're standing up there and you're at your final interview, you know, and everything before you pass through the pearly gates. Do they give you like a stat tracker? You know, like uh Dan, uh you're dead. Um we just want you to know that you said the word fuck. Eight billion six hundred thirty-seven times. Man, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not because there's gonna be a hell of a tally chart up there. Yeah, I was You're just, just thinking gonna have about to that. Give it to me in Roman numerals. Beer man, what's going on, Russ? What's up, dude? Thanks for coming over, man. You can feel free to ask questions in the chat if you guys are here. Ask questions, we'll answer them. We'll talk about them. It doesn't matter. We've got a couple segments coming up later. So ask ask away and we'll get to them in the order in which they were received. <laughs> but like I mean, think about that though. You know, like you're standing at the gate, the pearly gates. You're talking to God. He's he's your right hand guy now. You're about to get your wings. And like I'm a guitar player, and I've played guitar since I was nine years old. How many notes, individual notes, you think I've played on guitar? Like I I want to know that. You Billions. know what I mean? Bi- I mean, it's trillions. Gotta be in the, gotta be in the be trillions, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that includes practice, that includes live gigs, that includes just Everything. noodling around in Guitar Center. You know, like, and you, I, you, you get I you get up there, John. Tallies for cussing, so. <clears throat> yeah, they got to have a tally on that, right? That's not good. And I don't, I hope he doesn't ask me, like, what my excuse is. I'll just, not educated, man, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. You didn't bless me with that. You know, you dump the, have you ever seen those? You get my, you know, like. Oh, my husband has this. Good looks, and it fills a glass, and 
education that he's got a fucking yeah. dropper from a science lab. Yeah, in he's there. got he's got a pinch of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one grain of salt. Yeah, oh, I'm shorthanded man. there. So Nah, you're yeah. a pretty smart guy. You're you're pretty pretty mechanically inclined, so I mean that's Yeah. I, I mean you I, landed a pretty nice lady, so Man, I, I mean, can't. She's got she's got to tolerate you somehow. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, it's shout out to her for being able to put up with all of my shit and do everything that she does. She's amazing. <laughs> that woman right there over my left shoulder right here. Same boat. Yeah, shout out to I you. Definitely, I definitely outkick my coverage. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. I definitely uh uh, didn't throw didn't throw a pick six on that one for sure. <laughs> That's all didn't, I got for my three would you rather. So okay. uh, I think I've got a bunch of them in the bank that we'll we'll keep and we'll try and mess around with those every week too. But okay. uh, yes, the next segment's you. Next Take segment's me. All right. So in, in honor of the longest one of the longest Saturdays I've ever had in history, uh, what is to your recollection, what is your longest day you've ever had? Like point A probably, to probably point B. Probably the time that I called a girl a different name during coitus. Ouch. I'm kidding, dude. <laughs> no, I was gonna no. say I'm gonna. I'm just gonna um, shut my. I'm just gonna shut my camera off and <laughs> facepalm right into this right now. Bars closed. Bars closed. Uh, oh, John. Man, John decided he was going to know. Siberia this week. By the way, so. <laughs> Beaming it off radioactive penguins and shit up there in the Antarctic. Yeah, yeah, that's my. Uh, so anyway, long longest here. longest day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, um, man. Probably some of my longest days, and the, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I mean, you said you had a rough one, but I think some of my longest days that I had was probably when I was working with Andretti's. Um, yeah. And one, I guess one event specifically was Sprint Week. Um, it's a long ass week. I think it's that's like a grind seven, for anybody. Seven races yeah. in nine days, and I mean, they're every race day is at least sixteen hours, and then you spend like an hour or two driving to you know all kinds of different tracks all over the state of Indiana, and yeah, by the by the end of the week, you're just a zombie. So I think. All the days go together. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I think that's the only thing I can really relate to in that that shape or form. Yeah, I mean, definitely Indiana Sprint Week is 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 one of those things, you know, especially for you know guys like you who work on on the race cars and things like that. You know, where you just like never stop. You know, like once the race is over, like literally your night's just beginning. You got to pull tires, and and you know, then you end up at a car wash at two a.m. or three a.m. Yeah, you and we, then you got to yeah, hose you, down uh, the car, and yeah, you instantly like as soon as the car comes off the track, you're already stripping panels off. If the tires are blistered, you're dismounting tires so you can get them off. So you're not washing dirty tires. You're you're washing clean wheels so you can remount shit on it either the same right. night or the next morning. Um, yeah, but then, you know, like you said, you, you long nights. I mean, we got pretty good when I was working with John and Jarrett, we got really good. We could do a car wash from the time we stopped the truck and trailer. We could have the car unloaded, have that washed, the pit box clean, the four wheeler clean, the car clean, all the tires clean and everything loaded back up trailer door shut in 45 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> we didn't mess around. That's pretty I mean, good. We did, 
we did pretty we got good at it i mean we you, you run 65 to 75 races a year you you get pretty damn good so, yeah I'm, but, and you know i mean you know 65 75 races is no joke to laugh at anyway especially no. you know, when it's yeah it when, when you know when the sprint car <laughs> and dirt track season is literally in its prime in the hottest time of the fucking year too you know and, yeah, and, and a special shout out to all the crews and everybody at the you know the track prep people you know 105 degree fucking heat index and you know weekend of july and they're out there sweating their nuts off putting water in the track so shout out to those guys from a race fan I, your your yeah, work does not go unnoticed right here yeah <laughs> and that that comes from you know my racer point of view too man i know how hard you know just i mean that, that i just i gained i gained a lot more appreciation i think for my dad and my uncle and anybody that has came to help and physically work on a car and sweat their ass off at the track after right. i worked for john and jerry you know i always i've always been very involved in wanting to know what's going on with my car and doing all that but um yeah when i worked for john and jared that took it to a whole new level i mean it was it was really crazy you know how much goes into it on and off the track and just you just can't stay hydrated enough i mean you're you're, yeah. you're fighting headaches and dehydration and eating, snacking eating here, the shittiest track there. food you could possibly yeah, eat <laughs> well we we always like we never ate at the track we always would like pick something up before we got to the track but depending on what all we needed to do sometimes you could you know i would always try and eat while we were on the way to the track as soon right. as we picked it up i was trying to eat it then because i didn't know when i was gonna be able to eat it later you know depending right. on how the night goes it could be smooth may get in right in the first heat race and you got all kinds of dead time to kill you get the car ready and you can sit there and eat but you don't make the heat then you're in the b main you're just chasing your tail all night and you may not get to eat at all so right but no there's there's a lot of uh well that's like when you and i you and i were at the at at terre haute for for the sumar yeah you know and and we had ronnie's car like we never even fired that fucking car until literally five minutes before the b main yeah we didn't you know uh, we got the whole fucking you know ass into the motor coming out in the fucking cockpit and power steering pumps coming off and like yeah i had that and it's april you know pulled apart on that thing yeah the car never even saw the track other than getting pushed around by a push truck well, he trying did, to fire. He did, he did get one qualifying lap. They they took one away <laughs> because he was late. He didn't get late, a better yeah. staging. Cause, yeah, because we were trying to get everything back together. And I told him, I came over the radio and I told him, I said, Ronnie, you're going to look like a fucking idiot on this first lap. But uh, like I said, if you want any heat in the tires, you're just going to have to flat foot this fucker down the straightaways <laughs> just to try and get any heat in the tire at all and then make your next lap count. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a hustle. It's a grind. You never know what you're getting into when you get to the track. It's always nice when you when you're fast right off the trailer and can have go back in the trailer the same way. You know, yes, sometimes that's a win all on its own. But uh, and, you know, I'm running with, uh, you know, working with Brandon uh, more and and his dad, Steve and stuff for for more and racing there a couple of times over the last year or so. You know, it's like them guys want to go fast, but they're, you know, they're, they're budget racers and things like that. And, right. and I said, you know, man, you know, they get frustrated because they're not going forward in races. Well, you know, you're racing against some of the best in the business, but I consider for any driver, a successful night is taking that race car, going out and running 30 laps, no matter where you finished, getting that some bitch back to the trailer in one piece and your head still attached to your shoulders. 
Yeah, and when you're when you're budget racing like that, most of the time it's family owned operations. You know, yeah, you just can't like, fucking like, send like ours, it balls you know, deep. When we were running the <laughs> yeah. TQs, and even when we were running the midget, like, you know, I I don't like to jab too hard, but dude, my family kind of sucks. Like, you know, we don't get together very much on the holidays. My extended family, like my immediate family, my parents are great. You know, my grandma and grandpa's have always been great, and uncle, but. You know, extended out past that on some branches of the tree, like, they kind of suck. They don't get together very much on the holidays, and, you know, so it's one of those things that that is our, that is our holidays. Like, you know, me, mom, dad, my uncle, my grandpa, we were always spending every weekend at the racetrack together, you know. Yeah, it, that, it, that's, it, that's your holiday. That's, that yeah. is, right, right, and that, that is... One of the reasons I think I stayed in racing as long as I did is because I enjoy that. I mean, and it got to the point to where, you know, uh, before Karina got pregnant with Bexley, um, you know, we had, she would go to the races with us and Owen would go to the races and he would, he was enjoying it too, you know, and he still to this day, like I, I, I made him a promise that I would try and get him in a go-kart this year just to play around in and see if he really, right. really likes it, you know, um, <clears throat> So it, it it just trickles down, you know, with getting everybody together. So Karina's not all real hopped up on the idea. Just I've been <laughs> in racing for a long time, and you know, there's um, it's no secret that it can be a dangerous sport, you know. And um, I've seen a lot of people that I thought were invincible, you know, Brian Clawson, you know, mm -hmm. especially that. Yeah dude hardly ever wrecked you know he was crazy good and then you know he lost his life doing what he loved too so right um you know it's as as a mom i understand as a parent you know i'm not a mom but i understand her fears and concerns you know for sure but right and it's 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 not you know it's not just her it's like it's every mother you know what i mean yeah I yeah. mean, even even in my spec, you know, my spec, uh, in my space, you know, I, I spend a lot of hours on the road away from home as well. You know, being in a yeah. being a musician, you know, especially when I was younger, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I was gone, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then sometimes even Friday and Saturday, you know, and I'm coming home at three or four o'clock in the morning, middle of winter. You know, we had that big flood in 08 down here. And that night I played, you know, an hour and a half south of here and barely got home because of the rain. I mean, it was just, right. you know, and my, my mom worries about that shit. She won't say nothing, but I know she does. And it's just yeah, like, you know, yeah. every other race car driver, mother, you know, or dad or whatever, you know, second their son or daughter straps into a race car, you know, that that's the first thing that crosses their mind is, yeah, I want him to go fast and I want him to do well, but just please let him get to the checkered flag yep. as sa as safely as possible. Yeah, and I my mom's the or same Or be the way. mother of a, of a police officer or firefighter or anything, you know, any first responder or anything like that. Right. Yeah, and I know mom, my dad never really experienced, <laughs> ex expressed that part of the feeling so much. Um. Oh, my dad never my did mom either. Never yeah. had the, I'm not saying my mom didn't have confidence that I could I could do it and be okay, but I think my dad had a little more. I think he just didn't push that thought in his head that something really bad could happen. And you know, that's just a mom thing, you know, moms moms worry. That's their job, you know. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But uh, but it, you know, there was many a times. I mean, she she was she is my biggest supporter when it comes to always has been when it came to the racing. Um, she wasn't always a fan of it, but she was always there, and she was always pissed off when she couldn't be there. So, right. <laughs> um, I think there was maybe only two or three races in my 13, 14 years racing that they couldn't come, you know? And, uh, I think two of those were because actually, I think all three of them were because, uh, one, she was sick. Two of them were post-surgery deals. So right, just kind of out of her control anyway. So your, your, your longest thing is Indiana sprint week. And I will attest to the fact that we did, Stephanie and I did four days as spectators of Indiana Sprint Week, and by the time we got to Sunday, uh, let's see, where'd we go? We went to Lincoln Park, and, Bl- her, and her brother passed away night. that that weekend or that during oh, that week and had his funeral man. and everything. So we went to that Lincoln is Park. A long week. We went to Lincoln Park on Thursday. Yeah, Terre Haute got rained out on Wednesday, so we went to Lincoln Park on Thursday. Went to Bloomington on Friday. Went to Tri-State slash Hobstot on Saturday. And then, thankfully, Terre Haute was, you know, obviously in town for us uh, on Sunday. And I went. Uh, Stephanie had, you know, prior obligations with her brother's funeral and things like that. But by the time I got home Sunday evening, I was absolutely roasted. So, yeah. You know, and I'm only at the track from the time basically, you know, half hour before hot lap start, you know, 6, 6, 30, something like that. So... You know, six thirty to eleven, somewhere in there, for four, five, six hours. You know, that's not bad. You guys are literally at the track from two, three o'clock in the afternoon till two, three a.m. So you're talking at a you know a twelve, ten to twelve hour work stretch of just fucking flying the whole time, like balls yeah. out, changing tires, fuel, you know, panels, everything and that, else. And that's so. what I was saying too. Is you know, most of the time for us, we would we would always try and come back home if we could we would always try and come back home because there's nothing that makes it easier than being able to work out of your own shop and have your own shit and being able to dispose of stuff and clean things out properly and just as opposed to living out of a fucking trailer yeah 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 or just a hotel parking lot or whatever like that that sucks but um yeah so most of the time we would always try and get to the shop you know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., hurry up, bust out the motor maintenance, change gears, grease torque ball, grease all the bars, kind of, you know, they would dyno the shocks while I was kind of doing the maintenance to make sure nothing was goofy on them, and then kind of stick everything back on, back together, make sure all the fluids were topped off, head to the track, and then you'd kind of button things up, do final torque specs and everything else. So, yeah, you're you're leaving you're leaving the shop at like eleven thirty, eleven thirty ish, to head to each track, right. and then, you know, you're it's like even for the local shows, I always said, um, because when we'd get done, we'd we'd go from Lawrenceburg, go to the car wash in Shelbyville. John loved going to Applebee's there in town, there in Shelbyville, so we'd go to Applebee's and have a steak dinner and some beers and stuff, and then we'd go go from there and go back to Indianapolis. And then I had to drive from there to where I was staying at the time, which was Knightstown, which was like an hour, 15, hour, hour, 15 drive or whatever. Mm, So by the time we got done racing, car wash, dinner, back to the shop and unloaded to let the car air dry overnight, it was about, I mean, it was a good night for me if I was at home in my bed at 2 a.m. 
and yeah. then had to get back up the next morning, meet at the shop so we could head to Kokomo the next day. So right. that's a pretty long day, dude. <laughs> it's a long day. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Most of them are like minimum sixteen hours. I think my longest the longest I've ever been awake. Uh I I used to work at Guitar Center. I worked there for quite a long time. And this is probably oh God. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere in there. Uh I played a gig here in Terre Haute. Well, I worked all day on Friday, so I worked from like 10 to 7. Hauled ass to my gig, played from 10 to 2, literally stayed up. And now keep in mind, it was the opening day of firearm season in Indiana for deer hunting on Saturday. Don't miss so that. Don't not, not missing that. So it's a holiday. I played 10 to 2. We had another gig. On Saturday night after that, so I, I I didn't even go to bed. I hunted from you know six thirty in the morning or whatever it is till four in the afternoon. I go home, I grab something to eat, I pound I pound a Red Bull or Monster or whatever the hell it was, probably a Rockstar Energy drink at that time, and uh, uh, drove down to Spencer to I don't even remember the name of that fucking bar down there, but it's right right when you get into Spencer, it was off to the right there. I think it's a family restaurant now, but. Uh, Played the gig there. Uh, I'll, I'll remember the name of it here in a minute. I know it's not like full throttle or anything like that, but um, Skid Row. It's called Skid Row. Yeah, it was called Skid Row. And I ended up playing from 10 to 2 that night, tore all my shit down, and hunted the next day until dark. I was awake from like, I don't know, 9, 9 a.m., 8.30, 9 a.m. Friday until 6.30 on Sunday. No, thank you. <laughs> I shut down. Like, see, when I, I have a thing that's like when I start getting really, really tired, and like my body's telling me, take your ass to bed. Yeah, stop, dude. <laughs> I get, I get like weird cramps, like in my quads. I start getting a minor headache, especially if I haven't eaten either. But I get like these weird cramps in my quads, and I can straighten my leg out kind of straighten it out to stretch it you know and try and right. help it go away and it don't like it i the only way and i could lay on the couch and them fuckers will still do it well it i don't know why i've tried everything to get them to stop the only thing to where they will stop is if i go lay down in a bed <clears throat> if i go if i lay down in a bed somewhere it'll it'll quit and you but, know and, and i to do that nowadays there there's no there's no possible way no, yeah. I get to 12, 13 hours in the day, and I'm I'm absolutely done. So, you know, I mean, I had I had a good you know, 16, 17-hour day Saturday, and I didn't want to do fuck all or nothing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a long day Saturday, too, because, like I said, we got up and left pretty, I think it was like 10, 10.30, you know? And then, yeah, we didn't get back home till. It's probably quarter after nine, almost ten o'clock. We had a twelve-hour day there, just driving and doing escape rooms and stuff. Yeah, but that, I mean that—that—that's one thing. You, you guys are real big in escape in escape rooms. You're coming up Huge. on what thirty that or was so our, now. That was yeah, we're getting close. That was our twenty-fourth, uh, twenty-fifth, and twenty-sixth room. Mm, so nice. we've done we've done twenty-six rooms total now. And we've then only lost you and I, uh, in a couple weeks, we have yeah. one booked in Indianapolis, which will be. Your Correct. 27th, right? Yeah. So, 18th. 18th? Right? Yeah, it's not next weekend, but it's the weekend after that. 
many? Yes, have? it's the 18th, right? It's the, right? 18th. It's the 18th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope so, because that's the fucking date I booked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, because you guys were busy this weekend. I actually had a gig canceled this weekend. Yeah, we uh, got a we got a concert this weekend. We're going to. Oh yeah, who are you who are you going to? Tyler Farr is playing up there at eight seconds. This is I don't I I'm sure I know a song, but I don't. This is somebody that Karina's I have, I have listened to. Look to. This guy up. Yeah, we've went to we've been to eight seconds a couple times now to see that Cooper Allen. He's uh-huh. he's good. That dude puts on a pretty damn good show. This guy played but, uh, didn't he? He played played at the mill. This Tyler Farr guy. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he's kind of I'm a husky, not sure kind of, of any... a husky fella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a picture of him when I ordered tickets, but that was one of the things that she wanted to do. So that's kind of, I think it was like a Christmas present or something. So I ordered them a long time ago just to go ahead and get them when they went on sale. Right. I got so Stephanie this tickets the first time to Blake we go to Shelton. Eight seconds. Yeah, I saw that the golden yeah. ticket. The golden ticket, dude. So, She's uh, I heard her. She's making more moaning sounds back here than what she does with you. Guarantee it. <laughs> oh yeah. More excited to see Blake than you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm down. I'm you know, I, I I like you know Blake's music. He's fucking hilarious. First of all, he's absolutely yeah. You know, if I ever became famous or anything like that, I think I'd want to retain you know some Blake Shelton antics, you know, and not be just yeah. a fucking stiff all the time. And, you yeah, know you enough to, enough to keep myself out of trouble in the media and, and and things like that, but just you know shenanigans and crap. Right? Yeah, he don't care. He just likes but, to have fun. Yeah, he just likes to have fun, and you know, I mean, obviously, you know, drinks beer and shit like that, and just has fun. But uh, I mean, if I ever became famous, that's all I've ever wanted to do was be a rock star and just go do whatever I want when I wanted to do it. But I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> if yeah, it had happened yeah. tw- fifteen years ago, it would have been no control of me. I'd have been the next, you know. Nikki Six and Motley Crue and shit would have happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my that's I'm pretty sure that's my longest my longest day of all time. I don't even know how many fucking hours I was awake, but it was it was close to fifty, I think. Yeah, that sucks. So I I believe uh, I believe you're up now. Yeah, I gotta see. Let's see. Um, you've been stood up. I mean, like on a date, or I mean, I, I meant like on a date, but have you ever been stood up in general, like with uh, just by a friend or get together, mm. anything? Especially a date. You know, I I uh, definitely not a date because I was always the one that had to agree to go to the date. <laughs> Really? Yeah, you got to keep in mind that until I was about 21, the only thing I cared about was playing video games and learning the coolest Metallica riff I could possibly learn. So I was... Oh, still today. Still today. <laughs> well, yeah, th- th- there's not a whole lot to th- that changed other than the fact I go out of my house to go to races and go to work and go play golf. So uh, as far as a date, no, I've never been stood up. Uh, I don't think... I don't think I've ever had any situation like that, you know, like to where I've gone to buy something and like the person hasn't showed up or anything yeah. like that or went to meet someone. If if I did, it wasn't significant enough worthy of my memory. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine just like, hey, let's meet here for dinner or something? And I don't think I have either, but uh, just like meet somebody for dinner or whatever and then them just like 
not show. That's weird. Are you still gonna, are you still gonna eat? You still gonna oh, absolutely, fucking really. Yeah. Yeah, we're still ordering a big old plate of fajitas. Yeah, I'm absolutely. And then I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna talk to the waiter and find out if they can bill things out by phone numbers too, because we're gonna send that on over to whoever it was that was a dick. Mm. Stephanie just informed me of an episode of 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 Friends where Roscott stood up and the waitresses and wait staff felt sorry for him so they gave him free food. Now see that's the kind of attitude I'm all about right there. Man, that's that that is some shit. That's like faking your birthday so you can get a free dessert. Right. Which I would do that's... because I'm a fat kid and I love cake. Oh, dude, I just want the ice cream. <laughs> I want it all, dude. Well, see, I I quit smoking cigarettes in 2008. Obviously, I still vape, but um, I quit smoking in 2008. And when I quit smoking, I developed the world's worst sweet tooth. Like, I had never had a cavity until I quit smoking. And within three months, I had three cavities just because of everything Jesus. I ate. I wanted, I wanted sweets all the time, whether it was you know wintergreen candies. Or you know the little Swedish fish, or Twizzlers, or Twix bars. I had a serious, serious like crack cocaine drug addiction to not really crack cocaine drug addiction, but that feeling to Mountain Dew and Twix bars when I quit smoking. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, man, I got bad there for a while, and Cree and I actually talked about this. Uh, I think it was on the way down to um, the escape rooms, just how much healthier i am um like yeah so even the, even the jobs, beer man said you know, you know yeah dr pepper and chocolate bars uh oh wait he said he dumped the booze it's all about the sweets yeah you gotta have like and i guess it's you just go to your next addiction but man i was like with with a job that you don't like or you're you're burnt out on or something like it could uh it causes some some issues too, health wise. That right, yeah. Yeah, I would sit there every night. I could eat a pint of ice cream by myself every night. Yeah, John, and that's like not we good, were... dude. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I I've lost probably a little over twenty pounds since I started working this new job, and a lot of it's just being active, doing a lot more things, yeah. but. I mean, I'm not eating a fucking row of chocolate, like Oreo cookies every single night with a glass of milk. I'm not eating a pint of ice cream every night. We're eating at a decent hour. You know, we're not eating at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Um, you're, you're just doing all kinds of different... You just change so much. And a lot of it's like... And it's like I told Karina, I said, that says a lot about what we're eating for our dinner, too, because, like... Most of the time, I eat the same damn thing for lunch. It's just leftovers. Right. You know, yeah. I'm not it's big not, on leftovers. It's not like I hardly we're eating ever eat junk. We're not eating like fucking salads and grilled chicken and all kinds of, you know, like high in protein and fibers and low in carbs and sugars. I mean, we eat, we eat pretty nice, but like it's not to the point to where it's unhealthy because we do it at a reasonable hour. But yeah, before man, I could I put down a row of cookies, a couple rows of cookies, and there's some nights I'd eat a whole pint of ice cream. And I that's, still can, uh, and, it, that's and about me still, but I'm not doing it every night. Like I can I can do it. Like Karina, she got an Oreo one from me from the dollar store the other day, you know. And 
you know, I could do that. I mean, I'll I'll eat that like once, maybe once a week, maybe if that. But it's it's not like what it used to be. I mean, it was bad. Like, I oh, just... dude, I'm I I'm I'm so fat right now. Well, when I quit the post office in March of last year, it's funny to think that it's almost been a year since I left the post office. But uh, I've I weighed 184 pounds the day I quit the post office, and I I mean I'm I'm way healthier than I was. I mean, you can ask the beer man in the chat there. I was just a fucking bear to be around, you know, even in video games. You can ask Stephanie. But I'm a I'm a I'm a fat, but I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah. I weigh I weigh nearly 230 pounds now. And but I was getting ready to buy like size 34 jeans. And here's that's, here's one of the things that I'm we have, in, we have found because of my sweet tooth. Um you know the uh Girl Scout cookies, the peanut butter patties, the tra- the Tagalongs, dude. Yeah, the tagalongs. Come on now. Don't, I, I'm don't going to cookies like that. <laughs> yo, dude. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. Okay. They have them. Where'd you find these? They have them at Aldi's and at Walmart, and these are made by Bentons. They're made with real cocoa, and they're just plain old, plain old Jane peanut butter fudge cookies, and they are equal to, if not better than the Girl Scout cookies that you can buy mm. for, you know, $8 a box or whatever the fuck they are now. These things I'll are the shit, dude. I'm telling that you right now, good. they are so good. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I like I like something that I could dunk in milk. Love it. I yeah, mean, we got it Oreos too. I ate some last night. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what. There's something that I found, and I ain't, I ain't had them in years. I haven't even tried looking them up. I was like, cookie connoisseur back in the day and uh i had i found some peanut butter and jelly cookies so basically if you had like the white oreos like the or the like the vanilla cookie part Mm -hmm. it was like a peanut butter and jelly mix in the middle of them Hmm. it was now see i'm getting ready i'm getting ready to shit can this podcast and go to the store right now because that sounds pretty good man (laughs) it was good God damn it! <laughs> you you dip them in some milk. I love yeah. a soggy cookie. Now, see, I've got a big giant glass of milk here right now, so that's um, you know, I drink three or four probably... gallons of milk a week. So I'm. Yeah, that's crazy. We go through a lot, but just because of Bexley, she's a she's a milk lover. Yeah, and, and you're right, Russ. I I used to work a fuck ton of the post office, and I I got up I got up my alarm went off at midnight. I had to be at work at one. And nine times out of ten, they tell me that I just had to stay and work till noon or whatever. I never really was sure uh, what day I was going to get off or if I was going to get my day off. Uh, it, it it fucking sucked. It, it, yeah, uh, that'll be a, that'll be a topic for another time because I could go on for for ages. I'm going to go ahead and probably write that in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, well. I think we're creeping up here. I think we're about 12 minutes to the hour. So um, yep, I think we're going to go to exactly. our next topic, our new one that we just came out with. And so we're, we told everybody that we were planning on doing a couple topics, one of them where you can be uh, non-anonymous. You can have your name out there. Just put a request in for different experiences or questions or topics that we can discuss. Um, and it can be about anything. I mean, as yeah, long as it's anything. not anything. Yeah, as long as it's not. You know, as long as it's within the guidelines long, of, of of Twitch and political correctness. 
you can literally ask us anything and we'll talk about it. Like we do not care. The biggest thing with this one is that you don't mind your name being tied to it because yeah. this one is the non-anonymous and then we are going to have an anonymous one too to where you can have a completely balls wild story or um something that you've experienced or a question that you would like advice on um or just anything that you're just you're too embarrassed to ask we won't read yeah, and it will be completely air. anonymous I mean, I'm working on getting like a little website questionnaire thing set up to where it's you can go to this particular anonymous. website and just, you know, you can choose to type your information in or you can just click a little button that says, you know, I would like to remain anonymous and then you can tell your story or, or write your question or whatever. So, right. Uh, did we decide on what we're going to call that, John? Not the anonymous one yet. We haven't okay. done that we one. Haven't of course, we don't have anything. We haven't. We haven't got anything for that segment yet. We did get a uh, special request for our new topic that we are going to call "Just the Tip." Just, Just the tip. tip. Just, Just the, the tip. tip. So this one full frontal. Actually... <laughs> oh no! Stephanie just <laughs> chimed in from the kitchen and said we should call it full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> All I can picture is Chris Farley with Patrick Swayze with the, the little skit they used to do and he's standing there in the bow tie and the fucking trunks and he's going. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Oh, I'm man. done. I'm turning my camera off again. Oh, God. We gotta oh, get Jesus. This. Wrap it up. So this one was uh, this just the tip request for the week uh, actually came from my mom. Um, it's do you believe in ghosts or spirits? Do I believe in ghosts or spirits? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I've experienced the... things. I'll let you go first, and then I'll tell you some of the shit that happened in my childhood home. <laughs> I uh, I kind of feel like. You know, since your body is is basically made up of thousands and thousands of of micro electrons and things like that, I kind of feel yeah. that atoms. You know, like there there's some crazy shit going on inside your brain. You know, like I kind of feel like that energy doesn't just dissipate. Like once you're dead, you don't you don't just cease to exist. Yeah. Like that energy gets stored somewhere, wherever right. that might be. I don't know. But, uh, you know, obviously there's old wives' tales and stuff about, you know, like cardinals and things like that. When you see a cardinal, an angel is near. Or... Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. Is it wives' tale? Like my wife? Is it her tale that she told or a wise tale, like a wise old man? It's it's a wives' tale. Like your wife. Dumb bitch. Them dumb bitches are saying all kinds of stuff, ain't they? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I did that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, according, according to Google... Uh, a superstition or traditional belie- belief that is regarded as unscientific or incorrect. That is what old wives' tale with a V. W I V E S. Glad to clear that up. So uh, I, I've always thought, I, for the longest time when I was a kid, I thought it was a wives' tale. Nope, it is a wives' tale. If you have multiple wives and live in the state of Utah, it is a wives' tale. Multiple wives? <laughs> Yeah, you have yeah, wives, multiple, ain't no multiple way that wives. Works. Hey, what's the plural of moose? It's moose. It's just like deer, <laughs> right? 
I'm not calling him Mises if that's what you're trying to get me to do. <laughs> uh, it's worth a shot, you know. Now let me ask you this: When you're deer hunting, do you call them antlers or horns? Oh, it's antlers. See, I'm I'm you horns. You call them horns? What? Yeah. It's not a fucking bull. Well, I mean, technically they're still antlers, right? We've just what? always called we just called them always called them horns. No, 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 no. So, so see, I think if you look in the definition, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong, but for a like, yes, they have two horns, but it is one set that goes this way and one set. So it's kind of like a herd of cattle. There's multiple. So right. that's why they're called antlers. If there's more than one on one branch, it's an antler. If there's just one, it's just a horn. It's singular. I think antler is the plural form of multiple. All right. We're going to have to look that up for next time. <laughs> yeah, we got to get back write on that, this. Write that down, experience. John. I got I got too much screens going on here. Uh, okay, Russell okay. says uh, that his parents used to run a ghost hunting group. Uh, yeah. How, how did that work out, Russ? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's what man. I want to know. Are you just sitting in the back going, are these people really my fucking parents or what? Like, it's, is this shit really happening? Is this how we make our money? So I'm going to chime in now with some, some of my experience. So my parents' house, pretty sure that the old lady that used to live there died in the house. And her bedroom was my bedroom. Of course, as a kid, I don't know. I don't understand. Don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I'm just happy to have a big bedroom. Right. And, uh, but through my childhood, the biggest thing that we would notice first was the doors. Doors would like, never had them close. I don't remember them ever closing, just popping open. Um, I remember one time vividly, like I was going to bed for school and my parents, the, so I had I had two bedroom doors. One of them w- went to the bathroom. One of them opened up into the living room. And my parents were out in the living room watching TV. And um, I heard the door pop open. And I'm, I sleep toward the wall. My bed was up against the wall. So I sleep facing the wall. And uh, I heard the door pop open. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Like, thinking my parents came in. And they're like, what? And I said... What do you want? And they're like, what do you mean? What do you want? And I was like, fuck do you mean? Like, I'm I'm in bed. And they're like, we never opened the door. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I didn't either. I'm still laying here trying to go to sleep. So we always, and we were all three just tripped out about that. I mean, that, and like, I always latched the doors. I mean, they, they latched really tight. So it wasn't like something, it's an older house. So, I mean, it was one of those that the doors, like the wood stuck together and the latches clicked real hard. I mean, you really had to kind of pull right. the, the, the wood it, yeah. swelled really bad with the base based on the humidity in the house and made it hard to open the doors. But, um, one of the other parts, um, mom was getting ready for work one time. And me and dad, neither one were home. We were already gone. I was at school. He was at work. And she was in the bathroom getting ready. Same door, right beside the ba- the bathroom this time that goes into my room. And they, these were the old skeleton locks. So we didn't have the key, so they never locked. So for the bathroom, we've got the old, like, hook and 
like loop box or whatever. I, think. Right, I, yeah. I don't know what the hell you call them, but um, she was in there getting ready. Door popped open, swung open, and like then the door, like she would freak out, close the door. So then she'd be getting ready. Door would pop open again, and she finally got creeped out to the point to where she said that she put the hook in, locked it, and was still trying to get ready. And the door tried opening again, and the lock, the lock caught it. And she's just like, "Yep, that's it. All they're getting today." She's like, "I'm just <laughs> going to work like this. I'm not even going to try finishing getting ready." Yeah, fuck all that. So, and then uh, I remember one other time too, when I was a kid, I had came home from uh, school. And it's, it was this was like right when I first started doing, um, like staying at home by myself. I guess like my parents is, like I went to a babysitter for a long time, but I think I just started coming home. I, I lived like a block and a half away from the school, so I just walked home. And I came in the house, and we used to have like this big ass footstool. I'm talking like, so it was basically like a D shape. And, like, the flat part of it is what would go up against the uh, couch. But I bet you it was probably, like, three feet long. I mean, it was three, three and a half feet long. And then you connected the D. I mean, it was really big. It was a big-ass footstool. You could lay probably, like, four four or five fucking babies on it. It was big. You just said connected the D. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost time to get off. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's Sorry, a big ahead. ass footstool, and it had like a wood framing, big old pillow on the top, heavy motherfucker. I it always pissed me off to no end when my mom would want me to sweep the floors because you got to pick this motherfucker up and kind of set it up on the couch just to get it off the carpet so you could. It, it was just it was easier to do that than to just keep fucking moving it around. But um, I got to the point where I like looked in the living room and there was something I, I just something felt weird usually i would come in grab a drink go back to my bedroom and watch tv but i was like man there's something weird and i went into the living room and that fucker was flipped upside down pillow side to the floor really yeah and i was like whoa the fuck is that about so i called mom i called her on her <clears throat> uh at work and was like hey like why is the footstool upside down She's like, what? I was like, the footstool in the living room, big old footstool. Why is it upside down? She's like, I I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. You know, and so she called dad and asked if he had flipped the footstool over for some reason or for whatever reason. And he's like, no, <laughs> nope, I haven't messed with it. And uh, yeah, so that one was always a big question mark too, but for the ghost hunting, I'll bring that up since he had actually talked about that. We actually went with a qualified group or certified. I don't know how the fuck you get certified for that, but a ghost hunting crew. I mean, they had all the bells and whistles and all kinds of shit, man. Like, and we went to this cemetery in Knightstown and some of my buddies and I went <laughs> You said here you on don't. It. It's BS. <laughs> you, what is it? You don't get, oh, you get, you don't get certified or qualified. You don't. It's BS, he said. Well, I, dude, these guys were like a legit like business though. Like this is like shit they did. I don't. Well, that's like that I, lady I on damn Hallmark Channel or whatever it is with the Karen hair. Out. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, dude, like these guys had a lot of high tech shit, like right. really high tech shit, and uh, they're just modified Game Boys, is all it is. Yeah, so <laughs> but there was the kind of, but there was this cemetery we went to, and my buddies and I went here by ourselves after too, and yeah, but we went there with this group, and we all split up. We all had different groups we were in. I think it was like three groups of a uh of different I think it was like four or five <laughs> of us in each group. But it was a big big gathering in the cemetery, right? And it's at nighttime and uh man, you could walk around there and like me and my buddy got out, aimed a flashlight because he came with me and my mom and dad and this other with all of them to meet all of us. And I took a flashlight and we turned around and went to go one direction into the cemetery. And just a big orb went straight up into the trees. I've kind of, I've kind of had that same experience, yeah. Yeah, and my buddy and I about shit our pants. We like turned around, like looked at everybody else. We're like, "Yo, did you guys just fucking see that? Like, what the fuck?" And then like we panicked, kind of like calmed down a little bit, and then turned around and went to go again and seen another one. And like the first time we thought when we moved the flashlight that the light kind of casted a glare, but it, I mean, right. it went up, it went up above the, the gravestones. So I mean, well. and this time, like when we did one, it went up, but the opposite way. So I bring the flashlight up and across this way, but the orb went the opposite way. And we're just like, Oop, yeah, I'm not going over that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, but we had heard stories or something that there was a gravestone in that cemetery that you could not get a picture of. And my mom's a genealogist, so she uh, she loves cemeteries. I mean, she, I think she made decent money just there for a while as a side gig looking up people's family history and trying to find where people's family members were buried and stuff for generations back. Like my grandpa's big into it too. I mean, they've, they found all the way back to fucking Adam and Eve in our family. Damn. Um, um, but yeah, she's like challenge accepted, like, you know, and she tried taking a picture of this gravestone and every single time she would take a picture, it would shut her camera off. Really? Every time. Every fucking time. Wow. She changed the batteries, brand new batteries, out of the pack, <clears throat> put them in, take a picture, boom, gone. See, Camera. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about down. that, and I'm thinking, like, you know, that's got to be some kind of, like, electromagnetic iron deposit field or something, you know? But like that. So here's, here's this. You know, you're you you're on the opposite end of polarity of gravity there or something, you know? But here's this. So I told my buddy about it and i told you that my buddies and i went out there and uh me and three of my buddies went out there one night and we kind of got in trouble because the cops showed up but before they showed up did you know it's illegal to be in a cemetery after dusk mm, i did not know it that is. oh yeah it is yeah we found that out but um um yeah so we're out there and the shit my you buddy learned on just got off podcast <laughs> <laughs> This is not just a podcast, it's a public and, service announcement. Yeah, educational, very <laughs> educational. But uh, I told my buddy, I was like, man, that stone is back here. 
And uh, he went back there, <coughs> took a picture of it. It was blurry, but he took a picture of it. It was it was readable, you know. It was it was illegible. You could see what it said and shit. And I said, save that. And I watched him save the fucking photo. Okay, so we did our little walk through the cemetery and shit. And uh, we we're getting ready to leave. We all get in the car. We're getting ready to peace out. And that's when the fucking lights come. It's a one lane, so basically it comes in, and then it's you can either split right or split left, but it all loops together at the end. So it's basically just one big circle, right. but there's one way in, and it goes right through the middle of a field and a trail of trees. So, I mean, there's one way in, one way out. And you, you get lights coming up through there. And it's always been a party place, man. People, Kids and high school. Yeah, we got shit, several places around here. like that here, too. Yeah, Yeah, so we're like... Well, let's just sit here and just wait and see where the fuck they go so we know how to get out of here. Because, like I said, we're planning on leaving. We're done. You know, we're ready to get out of there at this point. And some come in from behind us. Some come in from in front of us. And we're like, man, we're in a bad spot. Like, I really hope that, like, these guys are just going to let us out. Like, you know, we're thinking we're about to get jumped or something. Right. And then and then the lights. Whoa, whoa fucking lit us up dude the whole goddamn graveyard is just blue and red now we're like fuck we're so, done <laughs> but yeah but the cop comes up there and he's like hey man you guys realize uh it's illegal to be here you're like what are you guys out here doing i said well i came out here with a ghost hunting crew you know a few months ago with my buddy here and my parents and all them and i said i was just bringing my other couple buddies out here just to show them and he's like oh okay you know that's fine he said, uh, you're not allowed to be out here, though. He said, you guys got your license and stuff? And so we all gave him our IDs, and he went and ran and made sure everything was okay. And he was standing there talking to us while one of the officers ran him. And uh, I said, you guys hear a bunch of stories and stuff out here? Get a bunch of calls? And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, so you believe it, too? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's there's all kinds <laughs> of weird shit that happens out here. And I was like, oh, damn. I said, okay. Uh, if, you're, and, uh, if your mom's into genealogy... Uh, I've got a, a cemetery up the road here uh, at Holman Links Golf Course. Uh, I would be curious to see what your mom says about this cemetery and have her do some research on this because this cemetery goes back to pre-revolutionary war. Oh, she'd she'd be she'd be all for stomping around, and I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's you'd have obviously have to you know we can go play golf or something, but we your mom yeah. can tag along and we'll go check it out. But yeah, it goes <laughs> to like like seventeen sixty five or some shit. It's like the, the the earliest gravestone in there. It's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so yeah, cop comes back, gives the right ease back. He said, "Hey, you guys all checked out. You're good to go. You know, be safe. Just just somebody hanging out here after dark." Said, "Hey, no problem." Like. You know, I, I really, really apologize. And he's like, no, it's cool, man. Just, you know, we get a bunch of people out here partying, and we just don't want people out here breaking shit. And I said, no, yeah. I understand. I said, I understand. And uh, See, if that had been me, we, they'd, we they'd, they'd have been like, what the fuck are you doing out here? Get tased, you bastard. Bam! <laughs> you know, fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, so we leave, and we pull out on the county road, heading back to uh, my uncle's where we were staying that night. And I told my buddy, I said, uh, hey, that picture you took, I said, send that to me i said i'm gonna send that to my mom i said she could never get a fucking picture her camera kept shutting off so i he's in the front seat i'm in the back seat he's he's riding shotgun and i'm in i'm in the back left so i could see so he pulls his phone up opens it up goes to the gallery gone 
A picture, picture of John. John. No and shit. I fucking watched him save it. I watched him no save it shot, in his phone dude. when he took it. Watched him take it and watched him save it. He pulled the gallery up and I saw it sitting there in the bank. And it's like, yeah, and then we get in the car. Battery's fine. His phone never died. Nothing. But that picture was gone. Wow. Still yeah. don't have a picture of that damn grave. We're going to go do that. Good luck. <laughs> Fucking better buy and this is the begin- This is the beginning of Rockstar Ghost Hunting right here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, so mom's, my mom's actually texting me. She said she was on the Twitch channel, but it's not letting her comment. Um, she said she wanted to make a comment on the racing thing. I support everything you do, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> and also, don't forget about the camera dying at the cemetery uh, on that one grave. It died three times. And then she also just put an all caps yes with exclamation points about uh, doing a walk around on that cemetery you were talking about. Absolutely. So, told you. Absolutely, Mama Steed. We will, uh, we will definitely do that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so, man, I think that's all I got tonight. There, that that was the, just the tip. We don't have a, uh, we don't have the next topic girl or the next, um, yeah, deal rolling yet. We'll get there. Um, I think that's all I got. Yep, I uh, I think we've just heard the three count and the pinfall. Yep, there's the bell. Oh, uh, oh man, man, uh, we went a little, we went a little over tonight. So, um, it's okay. Russell says he's involved too. <laughs> ah, fuck it, we'll just invade the golf course. Nobody gives a shit. It's a public park anyway, <laughs> so who cares? Um, yeah, we we kind of went off the rails again, but that's the whole point of this podcast is to just kind of do whatever we want to do when we want to do it. Flow. So let it roll, man. So I've got to go to work. You got to go to work. Stephanie's got to go to work. Karina's probably got to go to work. We all got to go to work. She's and you know what happens bed. after we go to work. We get off. We get off. So that being said, follow us on all the social medias. We'll get some, you know, commands and stuff set up in here for the next time. But everything has been flashing on your screen there at the bottom center. Uh, We're on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Make sure you give us a follow on those. Ask us questions, whatever. Uh, We're getting the Discord and everything set up. Uh, so that you guys can join that and ask questions and do whatever. Like I said, I'm working on the website so we can do the uh, the the anonymous section or the non-anonymous section of the podcast. Uh, John, good talk, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if anybody like if like all the topics that we discuss, this is just stuff that we just think up during the week or whatever. We've we've got some lists and stuff that we go off of, but. If there's certain things or topics that people would like for us to discuss, aside from just the questions and advice and uh, experiences, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. We have no problem. Help feed the show. I mean, it, we're all for growing and trying to make it uh, more interesting for every consumer if we can. We're not going to make everybody happy. I found that out, but it is what it is. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are going to come and go, and they'll be like, oh, that dude on the right side of my screen is pretty ugly. I don't like his hair just, or anything like that. I just like couldn't that, you know? get into it. That's I just what couldn't I heard. get into it, man. Yeah, that's, I made it that's halfway through and falling asleep. You know, rock rock and roll is not for everybody. Some people <laughs> like country, and that's their problem, not mine. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> We, uh, I'm going to touch on this real quick. Okay, if you go see a live band, do not ever tell them that they butcher the songs and then say, that's just my opinion. 
you know what? Here's the thing. From a musician point of view, I'm getting paid to provide a service, whether you think I'm butchering the songs or not. So take your parrot, turn that son bitch sideways, and jam it. We're straight up your Rudy Pooh candy ass. Half of it, like half of it, we're <laughs> off again. There we go. There but we go again. The all right, that's it. Like Follow us on all the social concert. medias. I'm producer Dano. <laughs> that <laughs> that's Big John Steed to my left, right, whatever side of the damn bar he's on. But uh, thank you guys for being here uh, once again next Monday, episode three, eight thirty Eastern, and we will see you guys next time. You ain't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> get out of here, man. Hey, got them lights. Get out of here and go home. Thank you.